Hello, hello. Thank you and welcome everyone. Uh, back again, my name is Lucas Alvarez and I'm here with Meg Link and together we're hosting August's AIGA Atlanta Insider. We're both in-house committee members in the Atlanta chapter and I currently work for GNA Institute. It's a sustainability consultant helping companies navigate their way to sustainability. And I'm a freelance designer who's worked in-house for many, many years. And today we have a great interview with Stacy Peterson. Stacy is a creative lead at National Vision. And for over 20 years, she's been working uh, hard designing and leading creative for many companies, including Boys and Girls Club of America, Creative Circus, Aquant, and more. She uses her skills in branding, art direction, and concepting to tell a story or to solve problem in a creative and impactful way. Stacy has had a successful journey in creating using her skills in both digital and print, focused mainly on nonprofits, some agencies, and several in-house roles that gave her the skills to develop many successful brands. This wide variety of jobs has given her a well-rounded perspective on what success of a brand looks like and how to take one from working to excelling. So before we really dive into the conversation with Stacy, we want to thank our AI Atlanta AIGA in-house committee. We're small but mighty. If you work in in-house and have any vested interest in in-house and want to get involved, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm the chair of the board and the best person to contact to learn more. You can get my information uh, on AIGA Atlanta uh, and feel free to reach out. Always love meeting the community. And with that, I'm going to hand it over to Amy for our market minutes. Hello, thanks, Lucas. I'm excited to share the August Market Minute with everyone. Um, so on the next slide, we'll see just a snippet of uh, Robert Half's new Demand for Skilled Talent. This is a report that we update constantly and put out twice a year. Um, this one was just released a few days ago, and it's brand new information and data, really um, very relevant to all the changes that we're seeing in the market right now. Um, it's a free resource to you, so if you want to see the full report, um, don't hesitate to reach out to me on LinkedIn or shoot me a message um, and I'd be glad to get you a copy and review it with you. Um, but one thing we're seeing is that despite recession worries, employers are telling us that at least in the fields in which Robert Half places, they plan to continue to hire through 22. Um, so 50% of companies are saying they're gonna continue to hire. The quit rates are an, uh, continuing to hold strong, meaning people are proactively leaving one job for a new job. And companies are still um, continuing to expand their retention strategies to help curb some of the um, attrition that they continue to see. So about half of companies are saying they're gonna be filling brand new roles. And about half said they will be focused on uh, backfilling roles for people that they've lost. Few companies are on hiring freezes. A few companies are eliminating positions, but that's that's the exception. Um, we continue to see really strong hiring numbers in digital, creative, marketing, tech, you know, all the places that we focus. Um, and the BLS report was actually just updated. So I have some newer data for you. There were 10.7 million open jobs in June compared to 11.3 million in May. I mean, it's it's a little lower, but it's still nothing to shake a stick at. It's a lot of open jobs. And our quit rate held strong at 2.8%, which, which translates to 4.2 million people switching jobs in the month of June alone. That's crazy. I mean, our hiring is still 
off the chain. Um, and 6.4 million people were hired in June. Now you see this 3.6% unemployment rate for June, but what you need to look further into is that the unemployment rate for college degreed workers over the age of 25 is actually holding steady at 2.1% where it's been for many months. So people in our industries are still continuing to see activity um, with new hiring and new jobs. Um, and on the next slide, so there's a lot more to that report. Please reach out to me to get the rest of it. It is a lot of good info. Um, we're still seeing uh, salaries continuing to rise again, despite recessionary talks. So 56, 55% of companies are continuing to increase compensation for their current employees. 66% of people say they received a raise already this year and 62% said they're planning to ask for another raise. So the reasons for this is number one, cost of living and inflation, right? We just keep hearing about that and people want to make sure that they're able to pay their bills. Um, but two is that they want to get paid the market rate for their job. And we've heard a lot about salary compression and rumblings of, oh, so-and-so left our company and they got a $20,000 raise or whatever it might be, right? So they're like, well, I guess I'm worth more of this market. I want to get more money. And three would be to compensate for increased um, responsibilities. So we're seeing that a lot, especially with a lot of the uh, attrition that's occurred at companies throughout the great resignation. Many times um, the people who are left are left holding the bag and wearing a lot more hats than they were when they took the role at the salary you know, that they took it at originally. So now they're saying, hey, I'm doing X, Y, and Z more on top of my original duties. I need an increase to adjust for that, which makes a lot of sense, right? Um, so you may, as if you're a hiring manager, want to look proactively at the folks on your team and see if you may need to do some adjustments um, to make sure you're keeping your people happy. On the next slide, um, I've got some cool charts for you. So um, the top left corner, the blue uh, chart, what I wanted to point out and why I put it up here is that graphic designers are still incredibly in demand. The unemployment rate is 2.6% nationally, according to the BLS um, for, um, for you guys. So it's really important that you know that and um, you know just be aware. So again, you're hearing all this recessionary talk and that may be the case and that just ultimately means two months of or two quarters of negative gdp growth but when we look at graphic designers people still need you and their unemployment rates are low um and then the bottom uh corner we're looking at uh folks saying that they feel more productive typically when they're working remotely only if only 17% said they feel productive no matter where they sit. Um, if you're looking at productivity for days of the week, um, it's still pretty heavily on the front end of the week, regardless of whether people are working remotely or in the office. Um, Monday, Tuesday seems to be the day that people feel like they really take off um, and get the most done. Um, and that does taper off throughout the week. But we're seeing that it's spread more evenly compared to 2019 versus now. So that was when people were mostly working on site. Um, people feel like they're still getting more done across the span of the week than they were in the past. Um, and time of day, I mean, this probably won't surprise many people, but some people are really super early birds. The bulk of people like those core morning hours, nine to 12, and then there's a little bit of spike up in the afternoon. There's very few of you night owls out there though, but I'm sure you exist. Um, 
So yeah, so that was, I thought some interesting data to share. Um, and on the next slide, it's really just um, a plug and a reminder. We have two great resources out. We have that demand for skilled talent, which was just released, like I said, and we have another uh, report as the staffing critical functions uh, report, um, which both of them are amazing and have great intel and great information about what's happening in the market, whether you are somebody who's potentially looking for a job as a candidate or um, a, a person, you know, working within a company in, in a hiring position. Both could be uh, relevant information for you. So free resources, if you want either one or both, um, don't forget to get in contact with me and my contact info is on the next slide. Um, or you could hit me up on LinkedIn. So with that, I'm going to hand it back over to Lucas. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Amy. I mean, I can't agree more with the statistics of being productive at work uh, at home versus going to the office ever since 2020 changed that dynamic. Uh, I just have to say I 100% agree with that data. I feel the same way. So it's awesome. Uh, great to hear. But with that, love to welcome Stacy Peterson. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Let's see if I can uh, <laughs> turn on my camera. The big reveal. All right. <laughs> well, welcome. Thank you so much for being with us. It's been a pleasure kind of talking with you, discovering your journey and accomplishments so far. Um, I just want to give a little additional background for you. Uh, you know, you received a BA in advertising at Michigan State University. Yes. And then you graduated from Miami Ad School. Well, portfolio. yes, and then it was Portfolio Center, but yes, the my it's now Miami Ad School. That's right. Um, and um, you know, my original goal was to move and work for one of the big ad shops in Chicago, but I stayed in Atlanta and I'm still there, although visiting Michigan, northern Michigan right now, as you can tell from the uh, <laughs> back. Another perk. Another yes, perk of working uh, from home. Uh yeah, you can travel <laughs> and work, which is just something we should be able to do since we're online. So, I mean, that's awesome. But before we get ahead of ourselves too far uh, and dive into where you're at right now, I'd love if we like talk a little bit about the beginning of your journey and like, you know, how you through college, how you got into advertising in the first place. You know, I've always been uh, into creative um, things. My mom was very creative. So we went to a lot of art fairs and all that kind of fun stuff growing up and um, uh, advertising, the creative side of advertising was something that I liked the idea of concepting and art directing. And so that's why I picked Michigan State because they had a good advertising program. I did like an independent study for art direction there because they didn't have, actually have core art direction classes. And um, when I was there, people, who were students at um, Portfolio Center came and did a presentation. And I was like, yeah, my book is good, but their book is amazing. And so when I finished at Michigan State, I came down to Atlanta for two years of very intense <laughs> uh, preparation of getting, building my book and uh, getting great mentors, of course, along the way. And yeah, it's been um, quite a quite a journey. Of course, it's funny that I never made it to Chicago, but it's all <laughs> well. Yeah, your journey seems to be relatively linear, though, from loving design and graphics, going into advertising, moving into art direction, and now where you're at. So 
That's pretty cool. Uh, a lot of time we hear a little bit of a, um, a jump around trying to figure out what fit is for you. And that's pretty cool that you've kind of found a path and we're able to, to move yeah. forward. And I do, um, because of, you know, where I am here, I mm -hmm. just started doing different things besides advertising, obviously stuff for marketing companies. I did a bunch of catalog work. Um, I did publications. So there's all kinds of stuff. So, um, which has been nice because now my experience is in so many different mediums um, yeah. and uh, I work pretty fast. So I can jump in pretty much anywhere and come up with some concepts and a story and launch it out, which is, um, I think that's what made me pretty successful continuing. For sure. I mean, yeah, balancing that it's definitely two different um, kind of career things, art direction and then advertising, understanding how to concept versus how to share that work. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about those two different groups. It seems like a really great merger. Uh, how, how was advertising school different for you uh, than, than the art direction at, at Portfolio Center? So advertising at Michigan State was more on the business aspect, the media buying, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. placement, uh, even uh, who your consumers were going to be, the B2C um, aspect, some B2B, but mostly about those core consumers and how you target them. Um, which I do think helps you in the creative understanding the business side of why you're targeting those particular people. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it's, yeah, the business side of advertising compared to the creative art direction world of, <laughs> of, of PC, it was, uh, yeah, definitely night and day because at PC, I, uh, I, it was, I did, I pulled more all-nighters my first week at Portfolio Center than I did in four years at Michigan State. It was intense. We had to do lots of comps and you had to really come up with a lot of different concepts. So you really had to put your thinking cap on. Um, we actually, <laughs> my, my group, actually, we had some great people in my class. Um, some people who went on to start Draga 5 and, oh, and whatnot. Wow. Yeah. And, um, but we had, you know, you get burnout trying to come up with 30 concepts for class. <laughs> three, three is already challenging. So oh, yeah, they wanted 30 to 75. It was insane. <laughs> and, um, but we would start joking about, uh, we would put Yetis in our ads just because to, to be, you know, everyone would laugh about it. Teacher wasn't so thrilled, but it was <laughs> like, <laughs> have some fun. at and and Yetis, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, um, it was, um, it was intense. Um, but I, again, I think that also has helped me jump into quick paced places. You know, um, there was a time when I was at um, BBDO and at four o'clock, they said, uh, hey, uh, Singular has a, or not, it wasn't Singular, it was T-Mobile, one of those, Verizon. Verizon has a buy one phone, get three phones free. We have to match it by, and have it in the papers by tomorrow morning and do something special. So then you have to put your thinking cap on and knock all that out, work late, of course. They treated us to breakfast at least, but, Hopefully <laughs> but yeah, too, you got to jump in yeah. and, and think of some really unique stuff. So, um, 
but very different, very different schooling. Um, and then of course I've kept up with some other schools. I've taken classes at uh, General Assembly since and Emory's evenings and weekends uh, for web development and all that kind of fun stuff. So it's, I think it's important to keep figuring out the latest technologies, what's the latest skills, again, to keep me going um, in the Absolutely. different mediums. <laughs> I mean, it changes. We've been seeing changes constantly. I mean, 3D is one that's been coming up pretty strong recently for graphic designers in general. It's cool how the market shifts, but in general too, those two core skills that you're talking about, the advertising and being able to how to reach a market and then art direction of how to concept can just apply through all these mediums. So it seems mm -hmm. like a perfect marriage there. Um, so that's really awesome. I mean, as you were going through the school, did you have any particular teacher or students that you kept in touch with that you would consider your mentor or close friend that you want to talk about? Um, I, I am in touch with some of my teachers from um, PC, um, and some of them may even logged in. Um, they're aware of this. Um, Shout out. Yeah, um, yeah a, so a lot of them are retired now, so, <laughs> but uh, they did help uh, when I would create stuff, be able to ask those right questions, like, did you think about doing it this other way? Or, yeah. which is um, something I definitely try to push with my team as well is, you know, have you thought about trying it without that or whatever? Um, so it's nice to have those kind of mentors that um, give you the skills to also mentor. <laughs> yeah, and, like push you outside of your limit a little bit. Um, yeah. Part of what the schooling I think is about for sure. Um, and I've been able to get into a couple agencies um, because of their you know, mentorship, which has been kind of nice. Um, I've worked with Hauser Group, um, which is based out of Savannah, but they had an Atlanta office for a while. Um, got to work on a bunch of stuff for them. And then um, even, I think the Morrison Agency, um, I worked with BA there, but she's not there anymore. And uh, there's, uh, worked with uh, a, there's a Spanish ad agency I work with for a minute and uh, which I'm not, I don't know Spanish, but I'm great with the translation app. So. <laughs> nice. Hey, yeah. Using the skills and finding ways to make it happen. That's, that's part of design solutions. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then when you work with at Home Depot as well, you have to uh, use the Mexican Spanish on, on packaging. So I've done package design, of course, there. And uh, you got to figure out how to make it all fit on this. <laughs> so very challenging, I'm, but. I'm well aware of making things fit, uh, you know, when it comes to reports too, uh, which is what I do a lot of, it's like such dense copy. How do you make that look good? But how do you compress it? So it also is legible, but looks good. I mean, it's, uh, and makes sense. So the reader gets it packaging the same you're just stuck on a square footage but on, on that note of package I mean you just talked about working with agencies in-house doing ads doing packaging how did you kind of decide what path and focus of design you wanted or did you kind of let you just path just I want to try it out here I'll check out uh, this. it's like, been basically organic wherever yeah. it's led me is where I am um obviously my my heart and soul is concepting and branding and uh, 
art direction, of course. So those kind of help me out wherever I go. But um, I've noticed that wherever I've been dropped into, um, I fit somehow. So it, it's been kind of nice um, being able to use my skills and even learn new skills at the same time. I'm up for the challenge if it's something I haven't done before. I don't consider myself a PowerPoint expert, but <laughs> if somebody says, hey, can you create this PowerPoint? I will figure a way to make something fun on the PowerPoint, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I've uh, had my fair share of working in PowerPoint. It's not the uh, quintessential design tool, but it's it's still one of those things that just people need. So being able to work with it and flex into that medium is yeah. important. So especially in house, you, yeah. a lot of people use them. So you definitely have to figure something out. And uh, somehow where I am now, I'm the one who knows how to finagle some stuff. But how did that happen? How did I <laughs> from all the past experience you got? That's how. <laughs> Don't let me try Excel though. I can't do that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a whole nother conversation. I've had to get into that. It's actually <laughs> kind of cool with ability to, I'm so surprised, just pause for a moment that there's not a tool that illustrators develop specifically for infographics to be able to translate these numbers. And maybe I'm missing something, but I know you can do some basic stuff in, in Illustrator, but you can do some really powerful graphics in Excel, graphic like, infographic wise, but it's not necessarily advertising or what we're talking about here. Point no, is, no. We're, we're missing a little bit of that. I, I, I wish that um, Adobe would do that. Anyways, back on topic. <laughs> uh, so I love infographics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be cool if it could make it cool. Uh, anyway, um, so you've worked with a lot of these different teams. What's kind of like the largest team you've worked with? I know now you're working with a very small team, which we'll get into <laughs> shortly, but what's like the largest team you've worked with? Um, if we're just talking about creatives, mm -hmm. probably, hmm, hard to say. Mm -hmm. uh, between 12 and 25, I think, is the largest teams for just creative. But I mean, reality, a creative or a team is, you know, you've got your account executives, your, you know, every, you know, your merchandise marketing, leader or marketing yeah. leader, whatever. So it's, there's a lot of input that goes into a team, but creatively, I would say between 12 and 26, obviously the, for the bigger companies like GE and uh, um, Home Depot, of course, has a huge, yeah. <laughs> huge, we have a huge department there. Um, and, uh, you know, I like being in a department that's diverse, of course. Um, I like the, be, like the fact that there's departments out there that people can share their ideas and, you know, tap on the shoulder and be like, what do you think? Am I going the right direction? Um, or even uh, that, you know, if someone's going to be out sick, somebody else can just pick up the project right away um, because everybody understands the brand. Um, so where I am now, um, that's, which we'll get, we'll get into, I know yeah, we're about to, um, yeah. I, it's hard to get there right now, but, um, that's the goal, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, for, for sure with the, the larger teams, having the large teams. And I've worked at some places where if somebody was behind people would be like, Hey, let me help you before I leave. So 
that was kind of nice as well, where that real team environment, like we can't just leave one person behind working on something. If they need the help, we can do it. We can fill in. Yeah, it feels like it could be a road to burnout or uh, channeling too much on one for one person. I mean, there's only so much someone can do, especially when it comes to creative. And if you don't have, like what you're saying in school, balancing and bouncing ideas off of somebody, having somebody able to push you or think about it in a different way, that's what a team's about. So it, it, it's an essential part in growing a company, I think. But as we'll find out, you can also do it yourself. Uh, but there's, there's challenges. So let's talk about, uh, how did you get your current job? Yeah. So, um, I'm at national vision currently, which, uh, is the parent company for several brands that offer low cost, uh, eye care, uh, be it, uh, eye exams or just getting contacts and eyeglasses. Um, you may have heard of America's Best and right. Eyeglass World. Those are more prevalent here in Georgia. Uh, but uh, we have mil on military bases and out west and Fred Meyer stores and Walmart vision centers, of course, as well. So mm -hmm. they have some big brands. Um, I was brought in because uh, prior to my arrival, there was a small creative team that had left the company and the only person left uh, was going on vacation <laughs> and they needed work while she was gone. And so I stepped in, I was only gonna be there two weeks and now it's been over three years. <laughs> and uh, she had left the company, um, within a, a, a month of me being there. So uh, yeah, it just kind of worked out where they recognize my skills, they recognize what I could bring to the table. And um, I brought other things on board as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, that, that's, they, I mean, that's cool because, you know, you found a spot that really needed help and you're able to provide that help. That's a, that's a good marriage. Between yeah, it, it doesn't sound like they had any, and they uh, real creative leadership there uh, prior to me. So, and, um, and we're still working on that as well. Um, getting some, a real creative department set up. Um, I think we, we have a new uh, marketing and communication leader now, and I'm hoping that he's on board i think he's the right fit for getting it set up so when i when i talked to him recently he was like yes that's it. what we want to hear that's great <laughs> uh, and, uh let's go into it so like on that you know there are many challenges when you take on uh, a director role at any company uh especially when you're working by yourself you you have to find what is needed at the time so for example like setting up processes might not be there for receiving requests because it never was. Building yeah. <laughs> so one thing um, now this uh, national vision is amazing company. They obviously, besides offering the low cost eye care, they do a lot of philanthropy and they, they're a publicly traded company. They've really have what I call growing pains. They okay. just kept pushing and pushing and going and growing, but they haven't had a moment to stop and be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, let's, figure this out. And that's true with the creative aspect of mm -hmm. it. Um, when I got there, 
they didn't have an online system for managing any kind of jobs. They were using email. Well, obviously, if you're like me, you might get 70 emails a day. Okay. If you're tracking jobs through an email, you're going to lose jobs. You're going to lose the, the deadlines. Yeah. And so uh, I helped launch. Um, ironically, they had paid for an online management system, but had never used it. And so I helped get that set up, which is a huge thing. So yeah. now we have uh, not just like legit creative requests with deadlines, we have accountability of, for people to submit the right things at the right time, to, for myself to respond and uh, who, where they get to go to, because some things go to uh, one print shop when some things get sent to a person directly. So all these things now we have uh, managed. And since we've, it's called uh, Litho now, um, it used to be in motion. Uh, it's not my favorite program, but it's been working great for us. Um, and then even uh, we have marketing has picked it up as well and merchandising. So um, it's being utilized, which is great. And I don't think we're losing jobs like we were when I, when I got here. Um, and then the other big implementation, <laughs> they didn't have any server backing up anything, and which is scary. Mm -hmm. They were saving everything to one person's computer and linking their computers to that person's computer. So you couldn't save fonts for a job because it would cause font issues on their computer. Because mind you, the person's computer was also being worked on while we were saving. It's just insane. <laughs> it's like, it's miracle, it, uh, it worked. So yeah, so I immediately went to my boss and I was like, this is scary. If that computer crashes, which computers crash, you guys lose everything. You guys have no idea how bad that is. And she said, well, what do we need to do? And I was like, we need to get a creative server. I don't know how much that costs. And she linked me with a head of IT and he was totally on board. So now we've got a creative server. Things or files are organized because even before me, they didn't have a file naming system for, for files. So even... <laughs> even now when people are like, Hey, I need this poster from 2016. I'm like, <laughs> see if I can find it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> who knows how they named it. Uh, but so huge progress, uh, creative server, an online project management system. Next up creative team. That's what I, a creative department, a legit for the whole company. There we uh, right now we're kind of siloed where, we have merchandise has a designer, marketing has some social web designers, you know, and then there's me and I am working for national, doing national vision, which is the overall brand. Uh -huh. So I do everything for, of course, communications, IT, uh, our people's team, which is our HR uh, benefits, uh, our CEO needs stuff. So I'll do stuff for him. Um, some of the other directors need need help and uh, real estate. And then we have events and philanthropy. So I do a lot of different stuff. And on top of that, I also help out marketing and merchandising. So it's a lot, but 
like I mentioned earlier, <laughs> if I'm out, you know, I don't really have anyone to back me up. Um, so it's been tricky, but uh, luckily I have creative groups. So if I have a big project coming up and I'm super slammed, we've been able to bring somebody in um, remote, of course, yeah. to uh, help out, which has been huge. So, but I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot for anybody. Uh, and with your skill set, you know, it looks like National Vision found somebody perfect for that, uh, which is uh, really awesome. Yeah, them. I wear many hats, yeah, <laughs> which is yes. fine. I, I, it's fine with me because uh, it, it definitely keeps you on your toes because you're working on different things and working with different people because there's certain people who have a certain style, how you need to communicate with them. You learn a lot with uh, working with directors um, and, you know, how busy they are <laughs> and uh, who is more important than somebody else. So if they both have, if two people have needs at the same time, you know, one person has to have a little bit more priority than the other. I'm sure everybody has yes. prioritizing. It's part of the job. I, I, I do want to talk about that. I, I also want to say one thing going back a second with uh, what you did with kind of setting up these processes and stuff and how important that is. I, it's not the typical thing you hear, like, you're going into design so that you can do these processes. It's, it's just part of the job, though, and identifying those needs is really important. And that's that's solving a problem. And in a way, it's kind of an internal branding solution, like figuring out where these things are labeled, how they're labeled, what the needs are for your for your company, for you to be successful. Mm -hmm. So and then solving it. So, you know, solving those problems is really valuable especially at the director level uh and finding if it's a ceo question or if it's a marketing question prioritizing those needs that are coming through is kind of now what i want to get into kind of how do you now you have that project management system is that where all the requests come in or how do you manage your requests being a one-person team essentially well luckily um we have somebody in marketing who kind of keeps an eye out for marketing requests cool. and I keep an eye out for everything else. Um, and, uh, that would be merchandising, it, HR, all that other stuff. Um, marketing does a lot of social, um, digital graphics, as you would assume, because, um, yeah. that's such a great way of reaching our audiences. Um, but, um, yeah, I can't market all of them, but one day maybe we'll have a, a legit traffic manager that will organize all that. Um, but that's that's down the road once mm -hmm. we get everything set up. Uh, but for now, it's working pretty well, and and vice versa. We'll we Mara and I will both. You know, she's the one. Mara Gruber, she's the one who's in charge of the marketing side. Mm -hmm. And every now and then we'll be like, hey. I'm going to tag you in this because I think this is for you and it was sent to me that kind of thing so it works out pretty well we communicate much better than we have in the past because we have this these tools now which is nice very yeah and I guess that, that was another kind of thing I wanted to ask about like who do you work with in your company to accomplish your goals I mean obviously you have the c-suite but then your marketing team are you you guys kind of just distribute what makes sense within the company and then trust the, the teammates to follow through, right? Yeah, so because I do a lot with the merchandising side, there are some things that are tied to 
uh, marketing with okay. merchandising, as you'd expect, like a eyeglass launch that's unique. Um, we do quarterly prom promotions for uh, different uh, brands, and they have to make they have to match. And yeah. you can't have two silo teams working separately and then put them out. So what we found is the best solution for that is I just do both. Um, so they're all co cohesive and uh, that's been working for us so far. So ideally, again, with a team, we could have a couple of people working together um, for now, since it's just a few of us, that's, that's what's happening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> any contractors that come in? I mean, I guess that that's what you're talking about too. Um, if you know that there's a big project. You yeah. Like you know, every now and then we'll do a big uh, rebrand of all our signage, which uh, we have a lot of stores. So like for America's Best, we're working on the next round of signs for that currently. It's a lot. So we are using an outside uh, designer to help facilitate that. So other things can also keep moving forward. So having, like I said, having, um, you know, Robert Half slash creative group available has been <laughs> a big help because there's some, we do every now and like at least four times a year, there's always something crazy that comes through and it's like, ah, I can't do it all. <laughs> Same here. Uh, another <laughs> shout out for Robert Half, but for real, it is, um, it's part of it when you're a small team. I mean, when you want to accomplish those goals, that's how you eventually maybe get to the team. Uh, like, are you spending more for hiring outside than you could potentially hire somebody for? And would that balance that out? You can, it depends on the workload, I guess, and figuring out the priorities. Yeah. And, it, and, you know, it's, it seems like a lot of times it's feast or famine. It depends on the time of year. Yes. I feel like from August to February, it's always busy with National Vision because we have, you know, our back to school. We have a big philanthropy event. We have uh, meetings with uh, doctors because, you know, our, obviously our uh, having our optometrists uh, stay with the company and, and gain more optometrists. We, so we have to target those people we have our end of year wrap up and then we have like a new year launch. So, so like there's times where it's like, oh my God, how are we going to get everything done? And then it's like, okay, I'm ready for the next <laughs> wave. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I feel that too. Um, same thing. You know, I think that's also a, a sign of with the small team, it's the needs are great, but they're also not necessarily all the time. Like with a creative agency, you just got, new things coming in constantly people selling new ideas and the core concept is creative where here you're selling eyewear so it there just needs to be creative for it but it will come in waves so do you calendar that out too so you know like okay yeah okay so that's we're getting better about that and 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 also having a social media calendar um a few years ago we didn't have a social media calendar really and now we do which is kind of nice um and we know when the quarterly promos are going to happen and back to school. We have some big hits. We kind of know when they're coming. Um, I'm usually one of the people who, who is like, hey, if we're going to order socks for every, we need to get that in because 
everything is taking longer to print and produce. So can traffic we traffic manager part part traffic yeah, manager? Happy, I have yeah. to remind people it's like I know we like working last minute, but <laughs> this ain't gonna happen if it's gonna be last minute. So um, and of course you don't you know you don't want to be annoying. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but at the same time you're like okay please please it's well if you want these socks it's not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> that's that's interesting too i mean uh we talked uh recently with roy torres and he was talking about um inside when he's working on stella and Chewy's. um you know there's goals that you want to accomplish but if you can't get to them like if, if we, you know that the socks need to be printed and they're not gonna be done, that's not the end of the world but what it does is you have that asset now you're ready to do it and you can do it in the future you might have to change your priorities at the time but you have to kind of be the be the, the horn the sound being like guys we need to get this done or else it's not going to happen yeah All right, well, we missed that boat now we're going to do it now and you can kind of readjust for internal things specifically and luckily I have some other people to back me up on that, which is helpful because I'm one person and, and I can, I usually will go to my boss or the, the printer. I'm like, Hey, help me reach these people. Let them know, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, you kind of have to, the luck, the, the good thing is I've been there long enough to know how certain people operate and how long it takes certain things. And I have a good communication with our, our printers. So I know that things need certain timing that we haven't been giving it the actual timing that it needs. So, so that's been uh, good for me. And I, I think for us, for our, the company, being able to have somebody who recognizes that. Definitely. I mean, it, it allows, I mean, you know what it takes, so you, you know who to contact. Again, back to maybe not necessarily what you would think of as a design job, but as a crucial aspect of any director is to know those things so you can plan for them. Otherwise, you can't just request it at the last minute and then expect it to get done. It's just stressful. It, it's it's not uh, yeah. sustainable. I mean, and the last part on this section before we go into branding, I kind of like the picking your battles to, to complement what we're just talking about. It's it's essential kind of a skill for you for, for a small team to be able to say, there's this and I can do it in chunks over time or I can do it like this and break up and prioritize. So if you have any uh, advice on on yeah, picking battles. I'm not good at office politics. So <laughs> I try to stay out of those. Cause I always end up stepping into it accidentally. So I, it's very important for me to talk to people and be like, okay, look, this isn't going to happen. Um, on the timing that you want, is it okay if I push this here? Or, you know, like I said, I do stuff for the CEO and obviously he, his timing is, um, much more important than most people in our, our, um, company so sometimes I'll, I have to put some things on hold and immediately jump to help him out luckily his needs are not too extravagant usually um he's a very he is a very creative guy I will tell you he okay. loves uh and you know using books as a as a way to um talk about the eye care industry and and so he's very creative uh thought process so it's fun working on stuff for him 
um, because of that. Nice. <laughs> yeah, well, so it makes it fun and high priority. So. Yeah, yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, sometimes uh, I, the, it just happened to me last Thursday. I was working on a, a hot project for somebody else and uh, I got interrupted with something that had to be done that day. And I, I had to drop what I was doing and, and do it. And, and unfortunately, I think we all have experience like that. Yeah. Um, sometimes you have to work late, you know, to make it work. Um, for the most part, I have people who are here at National Vision who are, who understand that it's just me, and they understand that um, I'm trying to I'm trying the best I can to meet all everybody's demands at the same time. But I can only do so much at at a time. Um, so. You know, communication is key if you need to figure out what you need to prioritize. Yeah. Just ask somebody, like, is, is this okay if I push this? I'm, or let them know, you're like, hey, I know you need this. I'm working on it. I'll get it to you as soon as I can. That's a good point. That, like, being able, knowing your position you're in and being able to prioritize based on that position, just letting people know alone usually solves the problem, especially internally. So that, that's a good, that's good advice there. Um, so we're getting closer here. So I, I need to get to the next section. Uh, I'd love to talk about the rebranding that you have. So we got a little bit of your background. Um, you did a lot in a re relatively short time, not just with process, also with brand. So mm -hmm. I wanted to celebrate that a little bit. So uh, let's talk about what was your first major overhaul and design for National Vision and how did it go? Yeah, well, again, branding is a, I love branding and uh, we needed it. Uh, we didn't really have any branding per se for the last 20 years. So uh, it was needed. And we uh, we work with a company called uh, Gatespin. I think they're out of Pittsburgh, I believe. And uh, they helped push us with the, the branding guidelines. And then I worked with them on, because I understand what things are going to be used for and uh, how, you know, who, who's going to be more important than the other. So I would, you know, I was the one who would be like, okay, we need to use Adobe fonts because we can't afford to buy everybody a font. So stick with Adobe fonts for our brand, our rebrand. And uh, if we're going to be using a color palette, we need options for our investors versus our general and because we also have uh, obviously communications for investors. Yeah. And then even the way our logos are presented, how, what colors we're limited to, you know, I know everyone likes to do red, make their logo red at Christmas, but no. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> Please <that's>, don't. <laughs> that, that's interesting. That's a cool, I mean, it should be a main focus typically with branding. Everyone usually thinks of my color palette and the logo like you're talking about typography, but the prioritizing how those things are going to be used is really a great start of defining the brand because mm -hmm. that's where it's going to be. So that's interesting that you started there uh, and added that. Well, even as simple as something as simple as our email signature, yeah. I really had to push back with that a bunch of times because I'm like, did you test it out? Because it's not working. As, yeah. soon as, as soon as I send an email, the, the, logo, the uh, logo disappears. So that's not going to work. And then I tested another time. I'm like, hey, I, I tested this out and the logo moved. <laughs> so how can we get this fixed? And so there was a lot of pushing back and forth of making something work. 
Um, and even for our PowerPoint templates, because yeah. obviously no one, not everyone is an expert at it. And I can't build everybody's templates so, or PowerPoint. So we had to have a template set up and it had to be something that people could just take the slide and drop what they needed in it. And it would automatically format. Uh -huh. They didn't have to change the fonts. It would automatically come to the fonts that we needed. Um, they didn't have to, sh you know, shape the photo, any of that kind of thing. And so again, I had to push back on all that kind of stuff to realize the user needed it a certain way. And I think we have a, a really great successful looking branding now. Yeah. Uh, our website looks amazing. Um, and I think we have the right colors, the right palette, the right fonts um, to tell, you know, that helps our story both, you know, with their stores and with our philanthropy. It, you elevated it now. It's at a new plateau. It's now at a position, if you ever were to want to advance the design, the structure's there. It's something that, that's mm -hmm. a big thing uh, I found with branding specifically. Just getting to the structural integrity of the brand alone is a huge advancement to then add those creative elements to. And that's a huge part of a director's role, I feel, is to make sure all those elements, all the way to the details, like you're talking about the email signature. I, I totally relate with that. It's so funny, but it's those small little things that they're so hard to get everybody to adopt. But once it's been adopted, it really makes, it, it elevates the brand. It's what it, brand is about. It unifies us. It yeah. looks like we belong together. Right. Um, and it's, when I was at Home Depot, they, you know, they were really particular about the color orange. Well, yeah, it's their whole thing is that Home Depot orange. Um, I almost have it memorized, but um, if it's just off slightly, it could have the wrong message. So um, that, and then even like even at in Boys and Girls Club, you know, there was a push to have the um, logo type separate from the hand clasp. And they did a brand health study and people didn't recognize what the hand clasps were. So when people were like, hey, let's just do the hand clasps, it's like, well, people don't know that's who yeah. that's who we are. So there, there's always gonna be a challenge when it comes to branding, but you gotta try to get that branding out first as a unified front, um, be it your logo, your colors, your fonts, um, the way, your social media is styled, uh, any of that kind of stuff. And then it'll make you look like a legit company, Brand. really. Yeah, it's, it unifies it. It's consistent. I mean, and it, uh, all of that structural integrity, again, going back to like, you know, just to, to the PowerPoints, the, the basic needs of the brand need to be unified before you even get too crazy with everything else. And it's a major part of rebranding that is... <laughs> not usually looked at as like oh that's what i want to do right away like a lot of people are like i, I really want to make the poster you know uh but it's like you got to know how all these things apply and make it easy for the user back to the audience because without it it's like that powerpoint looks good but like i can't use it you know like if it doesn't work it also is not great so well, even just the elements for for branding like we have yeah. this fun little swirl that in an eyeglass shape that we use and if we, you know, when I'm creating a social media graphic or if I'm creating 
um, a poster. I can use those elements and you know that they all go together, yeah. even if they, if they they're for different topics, the color palette and the fonts and everything, those elements unify it. So, and I, I know a lot of people under, understand branding, but yeah. it's how, but the importance of it, I don't think everyone understands. Yeah, I think that's what I'm, uh, I'm getting at too with what you're saying is that it's like getting those core elements, not just to make them look pretty they have to like work and they have to work in um like utilitarian manners such as an email signature again mm -hmm. like it's like those things and then once you have these elements and people are recognizing them and it's everything's unified that's when the creativity can really explode because you get to play with them you can add things now because the brand is established it's not like well let's just throw this in here now and see what happens or like you like all the components like taking away the boys and girls club uh title i mean that's a pretty recognizable logo i would have thought that maybe the handshake would have worked but you also did the fact that you tested it to make sure people recognize it is another essential part uh when you're dealing with such an established brand so before it's super established you get to pick those elements and it's it's i, I enjoy it so I, 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 I do too. I, uh, and then we, you know, we have our other, our, our other brands, you know, America's best and eyeglass world and oh, yeah, all them, and they have their own branding, um, which, you know, we, we work with, uh, for America's best and eyeglass world, we work with the Richards group for, for the help with their branding. And, um, again, uh, we do so much. It's like, you <laughs> can't do everything, else. but it does help. You know, you, we have, the owl for America's best and the way his, his, um, he talks is a certain way it's branded. Um, Mr. World's with eyeglass world and the way he talks is a certain way for that brand. Yeah. Um, so it all keeps everything going. The hierarchy of brands. I mean, there's a lot, I was, how many do you work with actually? I mean, besides, obviously besides national vision, we have right. five. Five. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, America's best eyeglass world, uh, vision centers at, uh, Fred Meyer stores or I'm sorry, Vista optical at Fred Meyer, uh, Vista optical at military bases and vision centers at Walmart. So, nice. so, so they all have to work relatively close together. I mean, they're not the same brand, but they have to relate somehow. Well, no. Oh, Oh, <laughs> no, no, they're all individually branded. Um, even though we're the parent company, we yeah. still brand them like the copyrights America's best for America's best. And right. the, you know, it's not national vision, um, but um, they don't borrow at all from each other. Um, now the Vista opticals for the military base in Fred Meyer, they're very similar. Mm -hmm. um, and we're probably gonna be in the process of, of updating those soon. Uh, Walmart obviously is Walmart branding. So we don't really have a say in their new, their color palette as much, but, but it, it works fine. Um, yeah. and they just re redid their branding. So, um, we've been updating to their new blues and all that fun <laughs> stuff. Um, but it looks good. Never ends. But, but yeah, but you have to kind of know, um, you know, as a creative team, which again, I want to, we'll, we'll get to eventually be able to, everybody understand all the brands, um, to, keep our company moving and I th right now the solo players are like the people in marketing understand those brands but they don't know national vision brand so there's some 
things that, you know, it's my goal to work on. Future. We'll yeah, right. that's that's job security right there. Yeah, you know, figuring <laughs> that out. So uh, I think that's actually probably a great time to end. We already hit one. This hour oh. flew by. Yeah. <laughs> um, I talked too much. No, you talked. It was great. Uh, thank you for giving us your insights on working on such a with such a small team on such a big brand. I think it's really cool. Your background is fantastic. All the different agencies and background, you know, giving you that insight to the needs and prioritizing uh, to really create a successful brand. So just want to say thank you so much, Stacey, for being here with us and telling us about your story. Well, thank you, Lucas. It was, I'm honored to be here and hopefully I can help other people out who are listening in. <laughs> Absolutely. I hope so. I think so. Well, thank you so much. And uh, we really appreciate it. We'll be in touch and look forward to seeing what National Vision does. Okay. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Bye, everyone.